Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome everybody to Total Health. Half a day, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Total Health Live. Our topic for today is meeting the needs of the patients, the sixth layer. Thank you, Elena, and thank you, Dr. Daniel, for coming on the show. Hi. Hi, Scott. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited because today our topic is going to be a little bit more different. Usually we invite specialists and we talk about different problems, but today we would like to bring you to a different level or Dr. Daniel Berdeleven will say different layers so that you may see how we indeed like to take care of our patients. Dr. D, hello. It's an honor and privilege to have you in our radio. We have been trying to invite you (laughs) and talk to you because you have so many great insights and so much wisdom to share with um, our listeners. And uh, you have been a family medicine provider for the last year, right, in Guam, in our clinic. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us some words about yourself. We had uh, your wife, uh, Tirsa, mm-hmm. uh, several times in our show, and we really enjoyed her presence. And tell us a little bit more about Dr. D, because it's kind of important to start with you before we talk about others today. Okay. Um, I'm one of four uh, brothers. Uh, uh, my brother, oldest brother is David. Uh, the next one is uh, me, Daniel, and then there's Derek and Damien. We are from Cleveland, Ohio, you know, where uh, LeBron James uh, started off at. And uh, we <clears throat> we we are there currently all my family's in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm out here uh, being a black sheep here in Guam on the other side of the world. And yeah, about me, I just I, I like to have fun. I, I have a lot of hobbies. I like to draw, I like to paint. I like to cook. Um, I like to hang out with friends. Uh, I love basketball, obviously, um, and uh, yeah. That's awesome. So all your brothers start with the letter D. Yes, yes. And our last name is DeBartelevin. I know that's a mouthful, but that's DeBartelevin. <laughs> and so it's Daniel DeBartelevin, and my mom goes through all of our names uh, before <laughs> she gets to the one that she wants to call. That's awesome. But uh, for the sake of like, uh, you know, being able to address you, we'll call you Dr. D. And I think the whole island knows you. Those of you that have had uh, your children taken care of, because Dr. D sees a lot of the pediatric population, we know and we call him Dr. D and we love him for that. So Dr. D has a great concept and that's why we invited him today. He came with um, like a philosophy, if I can call it, that it is called the six layers. When he first mentioned it to me, I said, what is this all about? But when he went into more details, I said, wow, this is so profound. And I would like our listeners to know all about it. So, Dr. D, I know what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to kind of set up the scenes for that. 
We're going to talk about the six layers or like how we envision our patients when they come to the clinic, how we as doctors screen the patients in order to know how we can help them. Many patients, and I do get some of those, I don't know about you, that would just say, doctor, nobody cares about me. I come to the clinic and doctors are just prescribing me medications mm-hmm. or they are rushing me through the mm-hmm. door because the next patient is on the way and I'm just one number and um, they just give me something and then they leave me. And I just feel that my needs have not been met mm-hmm. by the providers. Yes. And then they go to one and that one gives them that treatment and refer them to another one. And the next one gives them the same treatment. And, and, and you know, and a, a lot of frustration grows into our patients. And we need to acknowledge it as providers that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we don't reach to the level that we can understand our patients and truly to take care of them. But in order to make this work, you know, for our patients, we also want you to know how we would like to take care of you. And if you have comments, objections, suggestions, recommendations, feel free to give us a call. So having said that, um, I am very impressed with the order that you described. So in our first session, we'll talk about the first layer, or maybe we'll get to the second layer. The first layer of the patient's needs. Would you like to say something before that, before you introduce yeah, the I just wanna, Yeah, I just want to kind of emphasize this because usually what we see, there's more than, um, <clears throat> there's a lot more going on <clears throat> than uh, what you see in uh, in front of you. Um, so I want you guys to just kind of, you know, I can relate to Lena, you know, sometimes uh, patients come in and uh, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. I've barely gotten anywhere. And in the same way from uh, patients or our friends or the people that come in, um, they feel the same way. They feel like, man, I came in there and, you know, I waited for a while and nothing happened. Um, and why is that? You know, that happens because there's a lot more going on under the surface. And I want you to imagine a house. So let's say you have this beautiful house and uh, I don't know, let's call him Joe. Joe is the owner of the house and he goes up, gets up one morning to take a shower. And I guess he's a little frustrated. So he pulls off the he tries to turn the shower on and he breaks the the uh, handle that turns the shower on. And so now uh, the shower has to keep going. And so now because the shower is going, it fills up the tub and then the water leaks out and then it falls onto the floor and then the floor uh, causes a leak on the floor downstairs. Right. So, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do? And then because the water is uh, leaking, it uh, all of us for some reason it ends up leaking on your important papers, you know, your passport and all of those things. So what are we going to do, right? Are we going to get a bucket of water, a bucket and put it there so they can stop the leak? Is that going to fix the problem? Mm-mm. No, that's not going to fix the problem. What about if we uh, put some towels where the where the the, the water is leaking uh, from the tub onto the, the bathroom floor? Is that going to fix the problem? <laughs> not at all. No, right? So the thing is, what we got to do is we got to stop the source because what's happening is the shower is on, but you can't turn it off. The water is coming out. And it's leaking out of the tub and it's calling on the floor and then it's leaking into. Right. So 
That's the problem. People come with multifactorial. They have lots of things going on, and we need to address each layer at a time. Can you just go and close the tap? You know, you can, you can do that. Yeah. But it takes a while to it get to the... It takes a time, right? yes, yes, especially if it's a pretty bad leak. And the problem is that with now, nowadays our system, we have so many patients to see, so many needs. Mm -hmm. You have so little time to spend that sometimes you're like, just turn off this tab or just do this or just, you know, um, open up another pipe that can drain. And you come with like some temporary solutions without like getting the time to really fix what it is wrong. Yes. And yes. so we would like to tell you today that we would like to find where the leak is coming from. Yes. And yes. in order for us to do that, it needs to come both ways. First of all, you need to be, you know, ready to be vulnerable and, vulnerable and open to us. But I know my patient will say, how can I do that when I don't know you and I'm not sure I can trust you? Yes, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. And so patients, they do come. And sometimes it takes like two or three or four visits for us to be able to relax. Get with some patients, it, yeah. it happens right away. But with some patients that have really struggled with doctors, you know, I have been seeing a lot of doctors with the years. It just doesn't happen as... Um, is convenient. Well, okay, so we also would like to tell you how we would like to address your problems. So when somebody comes, let's say, with a chest pain, Dr. Nee, comes to the emergent, uh, emergent room or the urgent care and say, doctor, I have a chest pain. What do we do? Do we try to stop the leak or do we just deal with the biggest leak that we can just yeah, stop right at so, this moment? Yeah, that brings us to the first layer. The first layer is acute problems. These are problems that will kill you if you don't do something about them immediately. And so when somebody comes into the office or into the ER and they have chest pain um, sitting on their chest, it's kind of a pressure-like feeling and um, you're having some shortness of breath with that. It's been going on for longer than 30 minutes and um, we want to find out if they're having what we call a myocardial infarction, if they're having a heart attack, right? And that's an acute problem. But myocardial infarctions, they don't just, most of the time, they don't happen fast, right? It's usually because there's some kind of underlying issue that is raising their risk so that they would develop a heart attack or a myocardial infarction. Um, and... That will bring us to the second layer. So there's six layers, and I'm just going to say them all out here real fast just so that we get an idea of what we're talking about. Acute problems are usually caused by chronic illnesses that have been going on for a long time. And those illnesses are usually precipitated by lifestyle issues or lifestyle bad habits. And then those are usually coming from a span of social issues going on at home and the social issues are because of difficult with mental health, which leads us to the sixth layer. Um, and that's really what uh, we're dealing with. So you're trying to tell us that when per one person comes with one problem, it's not one problem. It's like many things that yes. are leading to that, like the Swiss cheese 
uh, phenomenon when you go through the holes and you find one hole in one layer, another hole in another layer that leads really to the biggest problem, yes. the bigger picture. And I'm hearing the music right now and we're about to go on our break. But we'll talk about the first and the second layer just right after the break. Yes, absolutely. Call in your health question on Guam 671-472-1111. NDC and MI 670-323-1113. We're streaming live on Facebook. Leave your comments in the comment section below and we'll get it answered. Listen live online, joyfmradio.net. And you can also email your question to health at joyfmradio.net. We'll be right back. Maybe you had a car that had a name. Maybe that car was well-used and prone to breakdowns. Maybe it was shiny and new. That car carried friends. Their memory still brings a smile. It might never be considered a classic car, but it's classic to you. New and old friends mean a lot to us. Our support comes in fond memories linked to the people we've connected with. That includes you. From Joy FM, family-friendly radio. I just love movie endings. Oh, me too. You discover hidden plots. Yeah. The guy always gets the girl. Yeah. And there's always a happily ever after just before they roll the credits. I love that part. Don't you wish life for the Christian were that way? What? This is another word made fresh from Joy FM. 2 Corinthians 12.9. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Sometimes we aren't always the strongest. The most beautiful. The most likely to succeed. Bad things will happen. Bad days will happen. And when they do? Because they will. God says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. We are never promised a fairy tale life. Things don't always work the way we want them to. Sometimes painful circumstances don't just disappear. Sometimes we just can't be strong. My grace is all you need. In those times. And in that moment. Is grace. God's favor. Is all you need. God's strength. His power. Will always be enough. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111 in Guam or in the CNMI. The number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Half a day, and we're back. Total Health Live, streaming live on Facebook. Don't be shy. Leave a comment in the comment section below. We just got done with our first break, and I believe we're heading into our first and second layer. Yes, yes, yes. So we were just talking about the first layer. When we're providing care for our patients, um, they usually come with multiple layers of things going on that we want to try to address, but sometimes it's really hard to get that down in 20 minutes or, or an hour even, um, or even uh, two or three visits. Sometimes it takes multiple visits to get down to the real thing that's going on. And the first layer that we talked about was acute problems, acute illnesses, things that'll kill you. And we talked about, you know, myocardial infarction or what, you know, we know in layman's term is a heart attack. That's when the... Um, the heart is not getting enough blood flow 
And because it's not getting enough blood flow, um, a part portion of it can die. And uh, that can be uh, very dangerous and it can actually kill you. Um, and, you know, actually in America, about 600,000 people every year have died from that. And um, the last time I checked, it was about 8.9 million uh, people in one year that died um, uh, worldwide. And so that's about, let's see, about three times more than COVID-19. So this is a real problem, but that can kill you. But why? Why does somebody get to a point where their heart is, doesn't have blood flow to it? It's usually because there's a chronic issue that's been going on. And that chronic issue is coronary artery disease, right? So Coronary artery disease is when the blood vessels or the pipes that, you know, allow the blood to go to the heart are able to nourish the heart. When those pipes are blocked with, you know, a plaque or cholesterol plaque or, you know, that can actually lead the person to a point where they will one of those plaques can rupture and then you get the heart attack, right? And this isn't just with heart disease. This can be the same thing with diabetes. You know, people come into the hospital um, because they have something called DKA or diabetic ketoacidosis, which is a disease where your blood gets so acidic that it can kill you. And it also dehydrates you and you can actually get these electrolyte abnormalities where your potassium gets so high where it can kill you. But why do you ever get to a point where you actually have DKA and you're about to die? There's a chronic disease that's going on. And what is that? Diabetes. diabetes. Yes. And so when you've been having diabetes for all these years, then finally it gets to a point where, you know, uh, one day you're uh, at Christmas popping those cookies and, you know, uh, eating those pork chops and you kind of had a little bit too much this time. And boom, we're in a uh, diabetic ketoacidosis. It's just a, a, a ongoing thing that we see. I mean, another example is uh, somebody who comes in because they have um, what we call in the hospital acute hypoxic respiratory failure. I know that's a mouthful, but that's just saying that your lungs don't get enough oxygen. You're not breathing uh, well enough and you're not getting enough um, gas exchange and uh, you can actually die. Because your brain needs oxygen. All of your organs need oxygen. And why? Why does someone get to that state? Usually it's because of something chronic. You know, somebody who has chronic, you know, COPD or uh, somebody who has lung cancer, right? Why did they get to that point? Because of a chronic illness. And then this brings us to the third layer. So first layer is acute problems. The second layer is a chronic illness, and the third layer is um, uh, lifestyle habits. So why? Why is a person who had a heart failure, why do they have coronary artery disease? Usually it's because of the kind of diet that they're eating. Not all the time, you know. We also have rare disorders that people develop and is inherited by genetics. Um, but a lot of times, a, a vast majority of times that we see people with these diseases that kill them, 
it's because lifestyle issues. You know, the person with coronary artery disease, they just can't stop popping those pork chops that are so high in cholesterol or that spam that's on a shelf that you can't turn down. It gets the, it, the, the cholesterol builds up so high in the blood that it blocks the coronary arteries and uh, it starts to, you know, it starts to stick to those causing atherosclerosis. And over time, one of those plaques ends up rupturing and bam, you got a heart attack or the person that has diabetes he can't stop eating those uh popping those twinkies or drinking those sodas or um the list goes on right um diabetes for a vast majority of type 2 diabetes is caused by too much intake of saturated fat okay where the fat gets so stuffed in the cells that the cells are so full of them that they don't want any sugar and even when insulin comes to bind to those cells, they don't open up. And so what happens? The sugar floats in the blood and you get diabetes. But where is this coming from? It's from popping all those hot dogs and the tamales and the, you know, the spam, right? So it's those lifestyle habits that lead us to the chronic illness that points us to a place where we actually develop an acute illness that will kill us. I think I have a good example um, that we all can relate to that. For example, a gout attack. We do see a lot of patients that mm -hmm. they come because it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. You know, they can tolerate some pain. They kind of know it's a gout, but when they can't tolerate it anymore, <laughs> they come to urgent care and say, hey, this yes. is way too much. Can you give me prednisone? They even know what medication would yes. work, you know, in that case. Can you give me some steroids? And so if you get a heart, uh, like a, a gout attack and you come with it, it's kind of an emergency, but it is because yes. there is an underlying condition and you have had a very high uric acid for many years and you kind of learn how to maintain it. Yes. Maybe one day you have uh, the chopsticks, one day you have a salad, next day you will have some meatballs, the next day you will have some seaweed, you know, and so... People kind of learn how to maintain it, but mm -hmm. it is an underlying condition. It's something that has been Needs built be up there, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes with months, sometimes weeks, sometimes even years until it's like, as you say, bomb, bomb, right? That's and usually it's when so we difficult. wake up. Usually, and I mean, I'm guilty of it myself, you know. I mean, how many things in our life do we put off until we get in the red? You know, you think of a spectrum of white, yellow and red. A lot of times we put everything off until it gets in the red. And when it gets in the red, that's when we show up. And that's what you a lot of times the way we see when when somebody comes in the office or when someone comes uh, into the hospital or in the ER, it's when it's gotten to the red and it's gotten to a point where, you know, we kind of put in our health in the background, you know, oh, we'll deal with this later. Let me deal with these bills or let me deal with this. And eventually that long period of time of, you know, having the same bad lifestyle habits, not exercising, not eating healthy. And then over time you start developing those coronary arteries, start getting full up with cholesterol, right? Or over all these years or, you know, those cells become resistant to insulin over time or, um, you know, the smoker. Right. You know, that's another one. You know, the person with the acute respiratory failure, um, they're about to die. Right. But it's because they had COPD. But how did they get COPD? Because of the smoking. Right. Or the lung cancer that was caused by the smoking. And so 
you know, usually what happens is we usually come up, come to the doctor, come see and uh, uh, deal with these issues when things have already escalated uh, to the sixth layer. Right. And many times, you know, patients would come, they will realize there is a problem. They don't want to get to the sixth, you know, layer problem. I don't want to get into the emergency. I want to stay on the fifth layer, Mm -hmm. you know, but manage my chronic condition with some Band-Aids. You know, we don't tackle things on the fourth level, third level and so on. We're like, okay, you have COPD. Okay, what do we do about that? Can you give me an inhaler? Can you give me another medication? And we can give medications, but we know, I mean, if you continue the same way, we'll have to keep on increasing the medications until we Mm -hmm. run out of medication. Then we have to get some out-of-the-island medication, more expensive medication. That's rarely the solution. Mm-hmm. to the problem we just put band-aid okay i have atherosclerosis my cholesterol is high doctor what can you do i'll give you a statin i'll give you a medication but we know that's only a band-aid yes. it's not something that is really gonna stop you actually the statins are very uh, popular medications billion people in the world are taking statins nowadays it is the most prescribed drug And when uh, researchers are doing, you know, checking deficiency, actually does not prevent you so much from not getting a heart attack if you continue the same way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we we get so many so much confusing literature over that, and so more and more scientists are coming to the conclusion that if you change your diet, it will be much better than if you keep on taking band aids, you know, and visiting do- your doctors on a regular basis. So yes. we kind of a. Uh, you know, patients we've are sending. To, <laughs> we've learned to prolong disease. We learn how to prolong um, the and yes, it, and it, part of that is you know, um, you know, what the system and how things are. It's very difficult to to meet uh, all those lasers, and not just the system, just with anyone. You know, I mean, when I first meet someone, I'm not going to tell them everything that's going on with my life, and so it's really important that we understand that um, when. Uh, people come into the office. Um, a lot of times, we're not we're only able to address one or two layers. Okay, um, especially in the hospital, a lot of times we're just dealing on one or two layers. You know, when somebody's having a heart attack, is it's not the time to be, you know, coming out with recipes. And exactly. <laughs> right? It's it's time to uh, uh, get them set up and start uh, preventing them from developing more clotting, put them on the proper medication so that they can be stabilized and uh, calling the cardiologist if necessary so that he can, you know, go in there and open up that artery so the person doesn't die. And so a lot of times, especially in a hospital, in an emergency, we're only able to address that acute uh, problem. And then when they go into the clinic, um, we touch on the chronic problems, right? What are some medications that we can give the patient or what are some lifestyle changes that they can make to address those chronic illnesses that we're dealing with? And then as, you know, maybe after one or two visits or sometimes the first visit, if it's good, we're able to dab into uh okay, this chronic issue, how are we dealing with uh, smoking, right, as far as the lifestyle is concerned? How are we dealing with getting the proper diet so that, you know, we're not worsening that risk of stroke or heart attack, right? And so we're able to talk more about that. Um, And then um, that takes us on to the next layer, right? So 
But I would like to make a point Mm -hmm. here, Daniel. You know, when we rely entirely on doctors and technologies, we can do only that much. Mm -hmm. You know, we can nowadays we can do two heart surgeries, three. We can't open the chest more than three times. Mm. And then we get into (laughs) heart transplants. Then we get into ventricular assistive devices. We get even to artificial heart, Mm. you know, and we're getting more (laughs) more sophisticated band-aids, right? Mm -hmm. And we are not addressing the issue and the deeper layers. Mm -hmm. And we will talk more about the next layers in our next session. Thank you, Daniel. We are going into our second break. It's getting interesting. We're moving on to the next layers and layers. Leave your comments in the comment section of our live Facebook. You can call in your question on Guam 671-472-1111. In the CNMI 670-323-1113. Email your question to health at joyfmradio.net. Listen live online joyfmradio.net You can also text WhatsApp signal us 671-686-9999 We'll be right back There's a beginning to your story Yes, you were born and you grew Hopefully, you're still growing in ways that bring you closer to the God who gave you a path worth walking. The beginning of this story started with your own personal yes to the God who loves you. And each new day, you have the opportunity to continue that walk. You might find we fit into that story. Your support spreads a better story for people who haven't had much experience with a happy ending. From Joy FM, Family Friendly Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. And we're back. We're, we're moving on to the next layers and layers Hello, Elena. Hello, doctor. (laughs) We are moving to our fourth layer. And um, Dr. D is going to tell us what's the fourth layer. So when we have an underlining condition for many, many years, what is actually preventing us from not dealing with it at the first place? And so we got a caller during the break. And the question is, what food is a good food for a no-carb diet? So I would assume the person is a diabetic person and would like to improve their diet and would like not to take as many carbs because we know carbs are not as good. That's a little bit more sophisticated than answering just take this or take that. Um, Fruits and vegetables are usually your way to go. Some fruits, of course, they have more carbs, but they also have a lot of fiber. If you take the date, date is a fruit that it has a lot of fiber in it, and it's the sweetest thing that you can find naturally. But it still does not spike your sugar high, and, um, you know, it has so much fiber that it keeps you healthy. And so there are ways, and we are very happy to share with you more on diet, and I'm yeah. sure that later on you will mention something about it. Yeah, yeah, um, the, uh, just the answer that question more to answer that question more um you know uh 
other foods, you know, beans are also a good uh, good, good source of uh, good protein or lower on the carbs. Um, but, yeah, I would also, I'd be interested in meeting a person and finding out why they're on a low-carb diet because, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, there's a systematic uh, review that came out that showed that low-carb diet is associated with all-cause mortality. And yes. so, um, you know, I would be interested in why, um, if it's really necessary, medically necessary for them to be on a low-carb diet, I would, uh, you know, we could talk about some alternatives. But um, I would really be careful about being on a low-carb diet. Um, we actually recommend a plant-based whole food diet, um, which is a first-line treatment uh, for type 2 diabetes, as recommended by the American College of Endocrinology recently. And so if they're on a low-carb diet because of diabetes, I wouldn't, I would actually not recommend a low-carb diet. I'd actually recommend a new recommendation of the plant-based diet. Uh, the American College of Endocrinology just pointed that out. Um, and uh, avoiding uh, saturated fats. Yeah. Right. I mean, Oreo and chips and McDonald's, they're also, mm -hmm. you know, plant-based. But we are talking about whole plant-based. Yes. And yes. that brings us really to the next level because what would stop us really to have like the best food that we could possibly have in order to try yes, not to yes. have to come to the so, emergency? You know, a lot of times when we're finding more and more is there's things going on at home. At home. Okay, social issues, right? So we're talking about the layers, you know, people who just came on. First layer is acute problems like heart attacks, strokes, um, respiratory failure in a hospital, intubated, or needing to have procedures done. Usually those acute illnesses that would kill us are usually caused by chronic disease. And it's usually an exacerbation of chronic disease or something tipped us over. And those chronic diseases, you know, diabetes, hypertension, the hypertension causes stroke, the diabetes causes the DKA, the um, COPD causes respiratory failure, the coronary artery disease causes a myocardial infarction. So, you know, it's usually that. And then why are they having the chronic illnesses? A lot of times because of lifestyle habits. And those are, you know, I'm sure you guys heard a lot about New Start on this radio, but, you know, not proper nutrition, exercise, proper um, getting enough water, okay, sunlight, you know, being temperate in their lifestyle, avoiding drugs and alcohol and excessive sugar or eating too much of uh, the, the right thing, right? So, and, you know, um, getting proper air and ventilation and rest and trust in God. So, you know, if we're not having good lifestyle habits, those can lead to chronic illnesses and those can lead to acute uh, acute disease that could kill us. And then why? Why is it that we're so stuck? We're not can't exercise or, you know, why is it that, you know, we're choosing the wrong foods? Well, you know, a lot of times there's social things going on. Right. So, you know, maybe you don't have enough money. Maybe, uh, you know, there's things there's, you know, not enough uh, finances to support uh, a proper lifestyle, um, it, or at least that's the way it seems. Or maybe there's a, you know, argument going at home. Maybe there's abuse going on at home. Maybe there's, uh, so there's uh, issues going on at home that need to be resolved. And that could actually give you some motivation to address the various health issues, uh, various uh, lifestyle habits that uh, you need to develop. 
Yeah, yesterday was a Valentine's Day, and I am sure that many would agree. For some, it's good. For some, it's not as good. For some, it's like has been like for so many years, and now you know that not everything is like roses. You know, life is very tough, yes. and we none of us signed up for the life that we have because we imagine life being different, but something else like came on the way, and and we are just still chasing, you know, the life we wanted to have, but for mm. some reason we don't maybe have. Yeah. And so how do we deal with that? Yeah, you know? I, I have a statement on that. You know, um, actually, you know, I came into medicine really thinking that I was going to be dealing with a lot of science and medications. But, you know, if you know anything about uh, my care, I spend a lot of time on social issues, <laughs> helping people get housing who are homeless, um, uh, talking, up, working through patients about how to eat healthy diet while they're living in the hotel um, and so there is a way out in the social situation. OK, sometimes if you're dealing with domestic violence, you can call the domestic hotline and uh, put uh, put some restriction on that offender who's uh, chasing you or um, moving, getting out. OK, um, or if you're dealing with financial difficulties, there's lots of sources of help that a lot of times we're not able to get access to because we just don't know. I had a gentleman who came in uh, one time and he was he had really high. He actually went to the hospital for DKA. He went through the first <laughs> and the DKA was caused because he had diabetes and the diabetes was because he was eating out every day. And he was eating hot dogs and tamales and and lots of tacos with lots of fat. And his diabetes was crazy. His sugars were 500. And, you know, we were cranking up the insulin and, uh, you know, put him on so much medication. And finally, I found out, you know, his lifestyle, what he was eating. And then, you know, I was like, so, you know, why is it so hard? I gave him some recipes. He told me, man, I'm living in a hotel you know, my house burned down and because my house burned down, I'm not able to um, uh, get the proper food. I do grow grocery shopping, but I don't know what to cook. So, you know, what I told this guy to do. I told him to get a crock pot and I told him some recipes that him and his family can make. Um, and, you know, one of the recipes that we do, uh, I say to my patients is uh, one uh, cup, one one can of garbanzo beans, one can of uh, coconut milk, uh, two and a half, two tablespoons of curry powder, um, a potato, some spinach, and, uh, you know, maybe a teaspoon of salt and uh, an onion and some fresh garlic. And you just throw that in a pot and it takes maybe like 10 minutes to prep that, less than $10, throw it in the crock pot and you got Thai chickpea curry. <laughs> and this guy is, you know, he's he's cooking that now. Now sugars are getting better, you know, so... There's a way out of the social situation, but we got to find a way to navigate through that, which can bring us to the, 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 the next layer, too. That, that, that reminds me of a time I had a patient mm -hmm. like, why your results are not getting better? And then later on, I realized that that patient doesn't have a house and sleeps in the car. And so, the, you know, the patient has been sleeping for a whole year in the car. How can you have a proper rest and how can mm, you expect that the labs yes, will get better yes. when you really need a very good sleep so the body can go to the deepest levels? Also, the, you know, during dream, you also have to go to the mm, deepest layers. And mm -hmm. when this is the time when the body metabolizes all the sugars and all the lipids and fats. So... 
it is not easy and many times we don't get to the social layers because people just don't want to talk about their problems yeah. but then we don't address it if we tell and you what to eat and don't. what to do and you sometimes don't. we providers we cross our hands you know um and you know i'm sorry i mean i know we only have enough time to uh work through the medications but literally sometimes you know Setting, filling out that paperwork to help the patient get transportation with GRTA services can make a huge difference. Or um, talking to girl housing or uh, ERA. There's a lot of um, places in, uh, by the government, especially here in Guam, that can help people get out of their uh, social situation. But sometimes it just takes some education. It takes some time. It takes long nights of prayer. And... Uh, talking to other people that have more experience so that we can help these patients get to a point where they're not so tied up with the social situation that is so much affecting their health. And the reason for the social situations, I would guess, it's the other layer that yes, our talk yes. is bringing us to. So if you have issues at home, you know, they first start because there is something going on with you. Yes. individually mm -hmm. with you sometimes we blame the other person in the house you know we don't mm -hmm. see it in us mm -hmm. but all of us Daniel we're all broken people yes, we all we have are. so many much do. to we be so you know problems. fixed and uh, <laughs> we had an emotional <laughs> workshop a week ago and that we had to resolve everything in our clinic that has been going on for the you know in our lives uh, individually and all of us had a meltdown we had to yes, take a day off so mercy. we can process yes. all the emotional hurt <laughs> that we had been going on and you know all the mental uh, blockages yes. that we do have mm -hmm. and so many of our social issues are because of issues that we have emotionally and yes, mentally mental health can't stress this enough um, usually we don't have enough resilience or um, stamina or innovation or energy to face or deal with or navigate through or ask help for dealing with the social situation. So the fifth layer, so we've moved from, you know, acute problems like a heart attack, a myocardial infarction, to chronic problems, which is like a coronary artery disease. You know, the guy's blood vessels are so full of cholesterol that when that, that plaque ruptures, it's just, you know, from there to uh, lifestyle, right? Popping the, the spam and the pork chops and, the you know, going out to eat all the time and having the high blood pressure from all the potato chips, right? To... Um, social issues, right? The guy is living in uh, in, in the hotel or, um, you know, there's a, a problem going on at home and divorcing his wife. And that's why he's coping with uh, with, with some that, good with, food emotionally, some, some right? Some food, yeah, emotionally. And so why is that going? Because the mental health maybe is depressed, dealing with some anxiety. Um, and, you know, Let's not get it twisted. You know, you don't have to have pathologic depression or pathologic anxiety or to be clinically diagnosed with depression and anxiety to actually have a mental health problem. Sometimes it's just stress and poor coping techniques and that we go and we go towards things that um, are not going to help us. We try to self-medicate 
um, our social problems that we're dealing with by going after alcohol or going after eating unhealthy or, you know, just sitting there moping and, 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 and dwelling on the problem for, for long periods of time. So these are all self-medication that's actually making our situation worse instead of healing uh, us. And also having some negative thinking and some so many like uh, twisted thoughts that we have to address, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we our thinking is wrong, then our behavior will be wrong and our health will struggle. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk more and we are, we're coming to our sixth layer in the next session. We're going into our last break. We got about only, let me see, about 13 minutes left or maybe 16 minutes left into the show. Call in your question to 671-472-1111 in the CNMI 670-323-1113. Text WhatsApp signal us 671-686-9999. Leave your comment in the comment section below. We're streaming live on Facebook. Listen live online, joyfmradio.net. Or email your question to health at joyfmradio.net. We'll be right back. Tell God you recognize how wonderful he is. That's a good thing. Sing a song to him. It doesn't have to be yours. When you wake tomorrow morning, tell God you love him. Make it a declaration. When your day is over, remember how faithful God has been. When you see God's work in the lives of others, express joy. When people foolishly believe they can figure things out on their own, remember, God is wiser than any man, any idea, any plan. Even the foolish will admit God is right. He makes those who follow Him grow strong in hard places. If you are a plant, then God planted you. If you grow, it's because He nourished you. If you are fruitful in the years to come, it's because you were wise enough to stay connected to God. Stay wise, stay green, and be bold enough to say that the unchanging God you follow is taking you on the right path to an unimaginable future. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. And we're back with more Total Health. Give us a call with your medical questions. Number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the seat of mind, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program. And we're back with Total Health Live. We have a comment on the homeless um, the home, the homelessness. The the guy called if someone's seeking shelter or homeless, um, they can get a hold of the Office of Homelessness Prevention with the government. Oh, that's so wonderful! That's amazing. We have a, already help available, and and that's amazing. Uh, trying, yeah, this is where, where it is coming really beautiful when we all gather together to help the yes, others. You know, yes. and and this is actually <laughs> one way that we can deal with social issues when we help others that are in less favorable situation. And if we all care for the others, we will think less about ourselves, right? Less about our problems, and we can uplift each other in our path towards health. So thank you so much uh, for offering um, that opportunity. Um, 
that's great. So we yeah. continue with our next layer, and we were mm -hmm. talking about mental health and the stinking thinking. And yes. uh, you agree with me, Daniel, that all of us, we have a stinking thinking. We do, no. you know, because of our, the various things that we've been through. Many of us have gone through trauma, uh, sometimes at a very young age. Many of us have gone through trauma at a very young age. Um, some of us have gone through sexual abuse, physical abuse, neglect, um, or whether it's some kind of trauma that happened. You know, unfortunately, one of my friends uh, just recently was brutally murdered. And we went through trauma like that. Um, so, you know, we go through all kinds of things. And uh, sometimes even at early childhood, we start to develop these techniques, these laws, these philosophies that we develop in our mind um, that may have worked for us then, but they're not going to work for us now while we're dealing with diabetes and hypertension and, you know, we're dealing with these problems. And so, you know, we, we started to develop these beliefs, uh, which uh, I think, you know, probably the mental health people have talked about, the cognitive distortions that go on in our mind. Those are fancy terminology for saying lies, you know, lies telling us things that will make us afraid, you know, like it causes you to have anxiety. The essence of anxiety is fear, right? So you're afraid all the time, afraid that you're going to lose your job, afraid that, you know, um, you're going to die, afraid that somebody's going to take something from you, afraid, right? So you're constantly in fear or you're in in severe sadness, right? Your uh, depression, which is uh, anger directed inside, right? So you're angry at a lot of things, but you're tearing yourself apart because of depression. So, you know, we develop these things and because we're dealing with that depression or anxiety or just straight up stress and not coping connect, what do we do? We don't face the social situations correctly. We self-medicate instead of doing that. And then when we self-medicate, we go to the other layer, right, which is the third layer, which was lifestyle, right, lifestyle problems, popping a Twinkie, smoking a cigarette, right? And then from there, we move in towards developing a chronic disease, which leads to the sixth, which is acute disease, right? So this mental health thing, is it's serious. And um, again, I do repeat, there are diseases that are not necessarily related to these six layers. Some of them are genetic cause, you know, um, whether it be uh, Prader-Willi syndrome. I saw a kid with Prader-Willi syndrome. There's a lot more going on than what we're talking about. But a good vast majority of the time, uh, we do see the six layers in a lot of patients. Right. And, you know, mental health is also emotional health when we... Maybe some don't feel loved, they feel betrayed, mm -hmm. they expected life to be different, and then they end up in a situation they never wish they can be in. And of course, they develop those coping strategies just to eat something to go the day go by and just to look forward to your next Coke or next drink. Mm -hmm. But I, correct me if I'm wrong, I have noticed in my life, I have struggled with all the issues. I believe you mm -hmm. too, and all of us. Mm -hmm. no, do doctors also go through those layers, oh, right? It's yeah, not only for all patients. The time we experience and, it. But I realize <laughs> with all my struggle, even trying to fix myself uh, with all the distorted uh, thoughts that I have had, when my spiritual health suffers, everything else suffers. Well, there you go. And you know, the spiritual health is key. That's the That's the final layer, okay? It's... You know, those cognitive distortions, those misbeliefs can be trumped. They can be crushed by the proper, proper perspective of God. By having good spiritual health, that can affect. And the reverse is true. If you believe that God is a tyrant 
If you believe that God is constantly after you, trying to look for you uh, when you make mistakes and bring judgment upon you, you're going to not be able to deal with the forgiveness or the um, the, the the resentment and the uh, frustration that you have to your family members or from someone that's hurt you. And then that's going to translate into social issues, chronic issues. Right. So if you have optimal spirituality, if we have spiritual stamina, it can boost our mental health. And give us the um, resilience to address the social issues and uh, develop good lifestyle habits to prevent chronic disease and uh, um, preventable causes of death. You know, Daniel, I remember in the time I was working in ICU, I had a patient that he had amputated legs. He had even amputated arm. And we were about to amputate the other arm. He actually had only one thumb on one hand mm. because of diabetes. We had to go and like, but this man had such a strong spiritual health. Mm. And even mm. though he was all in bed, bedridden, he had so many wounds on his back. He would just sing all night long songs to God. Wow. And I looked at him and I said, he's more blessed than me. He has this spiritual health that I claim to have and I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And I was just so impressed. And, you know, strongly spiritual people, they can overcome any issue, even mm. emergency. They can overcome it with faith and knowing that still God wants the best for them. But I just did struggle a lot with God. Every time I have an illness, I will say, God, why did you bring that on me? You know, mm. until I really came to a maturity and I became spiritually strong to believe that God is not causing me that. God can cause only good things to me. But when bad things happen to me, God can use them for my growth and, and for the benefit even of others. And that's one of the most amazing truths that you can have is that um, God can take your mess and turn it into a, a masterpiece. A yeah. message, right? Yeah. You and you're testing to testimony. Disappointments can turn into appointments with God. And that just reminds me of a verse here that um, it's like God's crying out to his, his people. It says in Isaiah 55, uh, verse 1, it says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Um, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And that's God just saying, hey, what you need, what you're seeking after, you know, whether it's, you know, seeking after the alcohol or the, the cigarettes or all the other things that are going to destroy us. He's saying, I have water for you. I have food for you. And then he says, wherefore, why do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. And, you know, God is just saying here, don't seek after that stuff that's going to destroy you. Seek after me. I'm going to give you life and life more abundantly. And uh, many of us can relate to that, that even if you go through such the hardest time in your life, um, you know, they've actually done studies on this. People who are struggling with um, depression and anxiety or any kind of mental health disorder, their resilience is directly related with their spirituality and their spiritual stamina. And so if we can, you know, 
learn to spend that time with God, you know, spend that time seeking after him, seeking his face. Uh, he can reveal to us uh, truths and light that will combat those cognitive distortions, those lies that uh, we hear in our ears, right, um, that are discouraging us and making it difficult for us to progress in life. Right. And the Bible is uh, full of wisdom, mm. you know, and can teach mm -hmm. us and, and we can hold on to the promises that God had given us. We all hit the ground. We all fall in one or mm. another pit or mm -hmm. sometimes we go in many of them at the same time. Yes. But there is a salvation. There, There is a way out. God is seeking, especially for you when you're going through your mental issues, your emotional, your underlining conditions, your chronic conditions and your but he speaks louder when you need an emergency. You know, God is calling you in all those moments to turn to him and relax in his hands. God has good things for you. God is not mean. God is not causing us all the trouble. Um, he's not causing us to live constantly in guilt and, you know, and feeling inferior for the way our life has turned, you know. And God is calling and embracing us in every stage. He wants us to be strongly, very strong spiritually so we can be strong mentally. Yes. I and mean, we this, can be strong physically. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of somebody, and I know we don't have much more time, but there's a, a guy that I uh, met when I was in residency um, who I met him in the hospital. And he was drinking so much alcohol. This guy was on his way to cirrhosis and he was going to die in the hospital because he was having um, actually alcohol withdrawal. Um, and uh, we spoke on it and he still wanted his alcohol, but he had stopped cold turkey because of something that happened. Um, and we talked about this and he went in. He was in acute illness. Right. But then when I saw him in clinic, we addressed the chronic illness that he was dealing with and then we talked about the alcohol and we found out why he was drinking the alcohol because of his back pain and because of some things going on at home and then finally we prayed for him for two weeks and i said god please take away the taste from his mouth and two weeks later he told me without knowing my prayer the taste is no longer in my mouth and now he's reading romans so this is a wonderful story of how god can uh, change all of our lives. God can reach us in any layer, right, Daniel? Mm -hmm. And in First Thessalonians 5.23, the Lord says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a Lord that it is coming, and we better prepare. And in order to do that, we have to address our health in any and each layer. Amen. Thank you so much, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot. And thank you as well, Elena and Dr. Daniel. The topic was great. And thank you, listeners, for your question and also some suggestions being made for, for our listeners, too. Tune in next week, Wednesday at 5 p.m. for more Total Health. If you listen to this any other time, then it's a rebroadcast. Have a great evening. See you next time. Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam Seven-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission.
We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and Sijuas Masi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.